Ben Shapiro here, and you're about to listen to the audio-only version of Debunked, my newest series where I dismantle and debunk a common leftist myth each episode in 15 minutes or less. If you like what you hear, head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use promo code DEBUNKED for 20% off and become a member today. This is the only way to get the full experience. The show has a documentary feel with amazing visuals to help guide you through a plethora of stats and facts. You can binge the entire first season right now on The Daily Wire. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe and use promo code DEBUNKED for 20% off. Tis the season to grill, chill, and see if you're overpaying for home and auto insurance. Policy Genius, it's a free and easy way to look for cash savings you might be missing out on. The thrills don't have to stop when the fireworks end. Keep the rush going by seeing how much you could save on home and auto insurance. While you're layering on the SPF this summer, don't forget to protect your property too. Policy Genius can help you find ways to bundle your home and auto insurance and save on coverage. Here are some ideas for doing summer smarter. Wear sunscreen, drink lots of water, reshop your home and auto insurance. Are your home and auto policies almost up for renewal? Let Policy Genius look for a lower rate for you. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare home and auto insurance in one place. They can help you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. They've saved customers an average of $1,250 per year over what they were paying for home and auto insurance before. Their team will handle the paperwork to set up your new policy or switch over your current one. Getting started is super simple. First, head on over to policygenius.com, answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property, and then Policy Genius takes it from there. They'll compare rates from America's top insurers from Progressive to Allstate and find your lowest quotes. The Policy Genius team can look for ways to save you more, including bundling your home and auto policies. If they find a better rate than what you're paying now, they'll switch you over for free. Their top-notch service has earned Policy Genius thousands of five-star reviews across Trustpilot and Google. Head on over to PolicyGenius.com right now to get started. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. You need a great pair of underwear. I know you don't think about your underwear very often, but it makes a big difference for you. And Apollo is Tommy John's newest and most advanced men's underwear yet. The performance-grade dry-release fabric blend exclusive to Tommy John. It's Tommy John's latest comfort innovation. You can't get it anywhere else. Apollo men's underwear is proven to keep you drier and up to seven degrees cooler than regular cotton underwear, which is why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. I mean, how good is their stuff? I literally took all the other pairs of underwear I had and threw them out and only have Tommy John now. Apollo underwear is soft, supportive, stretches for the perfect fit every day. It's available up to size 4XL with over 15 million pairs sold. Men across America love Tommy John because there's no chafing, no discomfort. I love wearing my Tommy John underwear every single day. It graces this magnificent tuchus and it should grace your own. Like all Tommy John underwear, Apollo comes with the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Tommy John's new Apollo men's underwear is high end for your rear end. You can't get them anywhere else. Right now, get 20% off your first order at tommyjohn.com slash debunked. Go to tommyjohn.com slash debunked for 20% off tommyjohn.com slash debunked. See site for full details. One of the favorite refrains of the Democratic Party, attempting to escape its own history of racism and slavery and segregation, is that in the 1960s, the Republican Party hijacked racism and the Democratic Party abandoned it. That is not true, and I will tell you why. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 is signed at the White House by President Johnson. The integration leader, Martin Luther King, receives his pen, a gift he said he would cherish. Another group of pens is reserved for the Kennedys, and the Attorney General is entrusted with a half dozen. Now, in this summer of 1964, the Civil Rights Bill is the law of the land. Citing the Civil Rights Act of 1964 as the turning point, Democrats point out that the formerly solid Democratic South moved gradually into the Republican camp, while the Republican North turned more Democratic over time. This, they say, was clearly the result of racism coming to the fore in the GOP. 
there's not much evidence to support this contention. According to professors Richard Johnston of the University of Pennsylvania and Byron Schaefer of the University of Wisconsin, quote, the shift in the South from Democratic to Republican was overwhelmingly a question not of race, but of economic growth. The movement toward Republicanism in the South began in the 1950s as the South industrialized. Working class whites and blacks remained Democrat until the 1990s. Here's the New York Times reporting. In the 50s, among Southerners in the low-income tercile, it's the lowest 10%, 43% voted for Republican presidential candidates, while in the highest-income tercile, 53% voted Republican. By the 1980s, those figures were 51% and 77%, respectively. Wealthy Southerners shifted rightward in droves. Poorer ones did not. Sean Trend of Real Clear Politics agrees. He says that the GOP gradually increased its support in the South from 1928 to 2010. As Dan McLaughlin of National Review summarizes, quote, as late as 2010, there were still states like Alabama and North Carolina that were voting in their first Republican legislative majorities since Reconstruction, something that would have happened overnight in the late 60s if the partisan realignment had been driven by lockstep white voting loyalties on racial lines. It was Southern Democrats fighting against the civil rights movement for the most part. In 1948 and 1968, insurgent Democrats launched anti-civil rights presidential campaigns. Civil rights bills required more Republican than Democratic support by percentage. In 1865, the 13th Amendment was passed 119 to 56. Every single Republican voted to pass the bill. Only 14 Democrats voted in favor. About 100 years later, 81% of Republicans voted for the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Only 66% of Democrats voted in favor. Historically, of course, the Republican Party was the party of Lincoln and the Democratic Party was the party of slavery. The Democratic Party was rooted in the agricultural South and it was the Republican Party that was far more cosmopolitan and racially tolerant. It was the Democratic Party that pushed segregation. It was the Democratic Party that pushed Jim Crow. The KKK was basically the armed wing of the Democratic Party in the South for decades. Looking at the roots of the Republican Party, of course, what you see is that the Republican Party repeatedly attempted to end things like Jim Crow. It was Dwight Eisenhower who was attempting to forcibly integrate the schools. It was Ulysses S. Grant who was attempting to push forward radical Republican reconstructionism. The notion that the Republican Party simply switched overnight on civil rights belies all evidence. The real change that happened here was not inside the Republican Party. The real change that happened here was inside the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party has become significantly less racist over time. I accept your nomination for presidency of the United States. But the Democratic Party becoming less racist over time does not imply that the Republican Party has become more racist over time. It also happens to be true that the Democratic Party started to gain black votes long before the end of Jim Crow. If you look at black voter share inside the Democratic Party, that really began to shift in the era of FDR with government benefits being granted on a greater level to black Americans. One of the weird sort of cross-pollinations of politics that's happened in recent years is the debate over Confederate statues. Confederates all voted Democrat. It is Democrats who are seeking to tear down those statues and then say that Republicans are bad because Republicans don't want to tear down the statues. But Republicans aren't defending the statues because they love Confederates. Republicans are simply arguing there is no limiting principle to what Democrats will remove, which Democrats have now proved by suggesting that we ought to remove monuments to Thomas Jefferson and George Washington too. I don't care if it's a George Washington statue or a Thomas Jefferson statue or a Robert E. Lee statue, they all need to come down. 
They don't care about the statue. They care about culturally resetting the country. Well, then they probably should get rid of the Senator Robert Byrd statue that is currently sitting in the Senate Rotunda. The man was in the KKK. This is CNN. Bigots on the ballot are the shameful dark side of our politics right now, and they are running as Republicans. So let's discuss now with David Jolly. The myth of the Southern strategy also suggests that today's Southerners vote Republican because they're super duper racist, more racist than the wonderful, enlightened Northerners. There is no evidence of this. According to Gallup, Southern Americans' ratings of race relations are currently about average when compared with those in other parts of the country. The most segregated areas of the South are in major metropolitan areas, which actually tend to vote more heavily Democratic than their surrounding areas. You know, being from the South, the Democrats have always taken the black vote and the poor white vote for granted, but they ain't done anything for these people. This is a wake-up call for them to start doing better for, for, for black people and poor white people. Here's the reality of race in the United States. Racism has become so unbelievably uncommon, statistically speaking, on an individual level. The United States has been rated internationally one of the least racist countries on Earth, that we've had to come up with an entirely new definition of racism in order so the Democratic Party can keep complaining that its opponents are racist. What is the definition of racism? Way too many people are confusing prejudice, where you're judging someone for who they are, and racism, a system designed, especially in America, to oppress black and brown people. This means that racism no longer means that you think badly of somebody based solely on their race. Now, racism means Republican policy. Democrats have been so successful in the Southern switch argument that they have overtly identified anything they don't like as racist. This is a deliberate narrative that the president has used. It is a deliberate policy that his administration has put in place to dehumanize black and brown people in this country. This is the same president you're talking about that that has granted, wanted to have a pathway for citizenship for two million illegals that, that President Obama didn't offer. A perfect example is the absurd contention that the Georgia voter law is a form of Jim Crow. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. Jim Crow was Democrat-sponsored policy in the South that forcibly segregated black and white Americans, that tried to prevent black Americans from voting, that sought to crack down on black Americans' individual rights, and that targeted them specifically on the basis of race. The Georgia voter law requires a voter ID, expanded voting hours in most counties, allowed for more drop boxes than in the election just before this last one, and actually made it easier to vote in a variety of ways. It is the Democratic Party that has embraced the full-scale judgment of people along the lines of melanin level in their skin. It is the Republican Party that objects to this, and somehow the Republican Party is the racist party? Saying there were good people on both sides in Charlottesville is racist. 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 Do, do you think it's not racist? Gentleman will say this point of do, do you think it's not so racist? The gentleman was suspended. The entire purpose of dividing parties by this is the racist party and this is not the racist party is to divide and conquer. That is the entire political purpose. They want to just push out every single foundation America has had that has made us the strongest country in the world. And what they want to do is bring us bring us down to our knees so desperate to where we, we racially can't get along. Uh, people are terrorizing us. Uh, there's no, there's no uh, justice system. If we deny righteousness and truth, we in trouble. The only way to move beyond that is for people to see each other as individuals. So we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. And we have to start doing something about them. 
Unfortunately, the Democratic Party sees that as inequitable and believes that this is simply an outcome of the evil white supremacist American system. So long as they continue to portray meritocracy and individualism and individual rights as racist, there can be no agreement here. Okay, folks, if you enjoyed that audio-only version of Debunked, you will love the video version. This episode is just the tip of the iceberg. Get the entire first season available right now exclusively at The Daily Wire. The show looks fantastic. It's got a documentary feel. There are some great visuals. Plus, you can get my show notes with links and resources to all of the data used all in one place. When you're a member, become a member today. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use promo code Debunked for 20% off.